Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, George. So good to have you with us. Thank you, Myra. Thank you, Anthony. Beautiful blend of voices, beautiful presentation of souls. Greetings, everybody. It's wonderful to be with you for week number two of our Spirit Groups program based on this really incredible book, The Universe Has Your Back, Transform Fear into Faith by Gabrielle Bernstein. Who knew that a book written when it was would be so relevant to the times we find ourselves traversing through right now today? Last week, you may recall, we prepared for takeoff on this journey. We got ourselves uh, into the flight vehicle and we made some realizations, those realizations being that we wanted to take off from using condemnatory judgment to degrade ourselves and other people, a habit that most of us have fallen well into over most of our lives. We're ready to take off from that way of living and that way of being. We're ready to take off from seeing ourselves other people and the world as broken. We were not sent here to be repairmen for the Almighty. We were here to see rightly the truth that everything is exactly as it needs to be in every moment. Just need to find that willingness to look beyond the compelling physical appearances of our times and know that there is some seed, some light, some purpose of truth behind everything that is taking place. And finally, we agreed that we were going to take off from living against what we despise and begin to live in favor of what we believe in. Please hear me on that, my friends. It's so important to know right now for you, for me, what it is that we want to believe in it, to live in integrity with it, and to be a representative of our visions and our dreams out in the world at large. One of the things that's becoming increasingly clear to me through these broadcasts that we've been providing through the pandemic is that we are mastering the art of transcending physical separation. It seems that you and I right now in this moment are apart. We are in two destinations, two different locations. That is true from the appearances of physicality. But we know that in spiritual reality, there is a oneness that transcends physical distance. And I believe we've been given this opportunity, one of many gifts contained within it, to recognize that we are together, regardless of any physical appearance to the contrary, and that we are taking this journey together, this spirit group's adventure together. I'm as close to you right now in this moment as I have ever been, even when you were seated in this room or even when we are in very close physical proximity. Sometimes we mistake the physical proximity as a need that we have, when in reality, the absence of it can give us the opportunity to recognize we are so much closer than we have ever believed or dreamed. Physical separation, the ultimate illusion. So there are some basic premises that we're operating off of as we make this journey together. By the way, did you know there are more than 100 of us that are enrolled in this spirit group program? And I don't believe it's too late for you to get enrolled right now. So consider becoming a part of a spirit group in this very moment. There's over 100 people that are unifying themselves in spiritual union as I speak. You could be one of them. 
we're operating on a basic premise, the premise being that, number one, the human existence, the experience of human existence is a creative playground. You're on a creative playground right now in this moment, and so am I. may not seem like it. Sometimes we forget it because we're lost in fear and trepidation, but it's a creative playground. We're expressions, you and I. We're individualized, beautiful, and unique expressions of infinite intelligence and infinite creativity. We take on physical form for the purpose of mastering and enjoying the art of creating whatever it is that we choose to create. You have complete free will. And we accomplish this through the focus of our thought and our feeling. In this endeavor, my friends, we are whole beings. We are brought into this experience as whole beings. And as such, we have a human or a material nature. And we also have a spiritual or a divine nature. Most of us, for most of our lives, based on the conditioning, the domestication that we received since we arrived on the planet, we're giving a lot more attention to the material nature, the human nature of who we are, than to the spiritual nature. In fact, uh, Imelda Octavia Shanklin in her brilliant Unity Classic, What Are You?, says that we are all suffering from spiritual amnesia. You've heard me use that term before. Spiritual amnesia. We have forgotten who we are because we have taken a part of our expression, that is the human expression, and put our total focus and concentration on it. Ergo, we believe that we are what the five senses report to us. Then we have forgotten in this state of amnesia that there is a whole nother dimension to us, the spiritual or the divine nature. And what we're trying to do through this program that we're experiencing together in unity is to recognize when we focus our attention on material nature, energy becomes more dense. It has to because that's the only way it can show up in physical matter. When we focus on our spiritual nature, Energy is raised up to higher, more refined levels of expression. Now, there's nothing wrong with one energy or the other. They're both part of the totality of who we are. But we've gotten into a state of being, you see, somewhat out of balance because all of our focus, it seems, has gone to the human nature, the material form, as opposed to the spiritual. And what we want to do through this experience that we're sharing together is learn to raise the energy, to raise the vibration that we are emitting. Gabby Bernstein says this, when you vibrate a high loving energy, you will receive high vibe loving energy reflected back to you. Conversely, when you put out low level energy, you'll receive low level energy and experiences in return. Therefore, your power lies in your ability to change your energy at any time to increase the likelihood of being the recipient of high-vibe, loving energy. So how do we cure ourselves of this state of spiritual amnesia? How do we remember that spiritual support is available to us? How do we remember that the universe, not just occasionally, periodically, but always, has our back. In a word, meditation. Meditation. And so often we're given that word as the remedy for whatever seems to ail us, and yet, of course, meditation, like every word, has so many meanings and so many different ways of being practiced. 
so important to find the means of meditation that is right and perfect for you and not to follow someone else's prescription. I often say there's really no good reason to meditate. No good reason for you to meditate. No good reason for me to meditate. But do it anyway. <laughs> do it for no reason. Just do it. Do not meditate with results in mind. Do not quiet your mind with the idea that it's going to get you something or take you somewhere. Just try doing it. Meditate for the experience. I remember one time when I was giving a talk previously on meditation, and I um, was discussing the subject with Ruth Palmieri, who is a member of our choir and a wonderful member of our community. And she said to me she'd been meditating for like 40 years and that she never really went into it with a purpose or an end result in mind. She did it solely for the experience. Gabby Bernstein tells us, your meditation practice recalibrates your energy back to the frequency of love. Step back and let the universe lead the way. This is not something that you are going to premeditate, to plot, or to plan. It's something that you are going to allow just by taking it easy. Have you ever heard a better prescription for happiness in your life than take it easy? So let's look at some essential ingredients of uh, the meditation experience. And some of these may resonate with you, some may not. One of them is to allow meditation to become a lifestyle for you, a way of being. It's part of who you are. You build it into your lifestyle. You make appointments, or at least an appointment to begin with. And for me, I always, as you know, recommend doing this as early as you get up in the morning because that's before the compelling world of the reports of time and space has a chance to influence you. Make at least one appointment and sometimes make periodic appointments. And set an alarm clock in your own psyche so that whenever you find yourself moving down into denser levels of energy, fear, doubt, pain, suffering, concern, worry, in those moments the alarm automatically goes off and reminds you that you've lost balance, you see. You've given too much energy to the physical and not enough to the spiritual or non-physical. Location is important. Find a quiet place where you can be undisturbed. Comfort is very important, I have found anyway. It's important to be comfortable in a space where you can really relax, let go, and have no cares and no concerns to the best of your ability. Meditation also involves focus. What it is that you can focus on that will allow you to become so aligned with it that other thoughts will begin to drop away. And there comes a clarity, an emptiness within your mind that allows you to be open and available and accessible to divine instruction and guidance. And then a certain level of detachment, you know. I mean, thoughts, don't we all know this come? Thoughts go. Uh, some thoughts we give greater credence to, so we want to hold on to them. But the experience of meditation is just allowing those thoughts to come and to go and to not get preoccupied with them because we know if they're really that important, they'll come back, don't they always? So in this time, we're seeking just to move into a level of detachment where whatever wants to come can come and whatever wants to go can go. This is anything but. It's the antithesis of a control experience. And then invitation. This is very important to invite. You see, remember, you have this other dimension to your being, this spiritual dimension 
that has been forgotten in this state of spiritual amnesia as our focus has been on physicality alone. So you really want to invite this. You don't even have to really know what you're inviting. Just invite the wholeness of who you are and the pockets and places of your own being that perhaps you have not been paying attention to. Invite them to come in. They have powerful messages for you and they will bring a balance that will allow you to live your life more effectively even during the most challenging of times. Receptivity. And this just for me is a simple statement I learned years ago in ministerial school. I am open and receptive to God's living spirit of truth. Now that's what it was called those many years ago in ministerial school, God's living spirit of truth. Whatever you choose to call it, be open and receptive and make that declaration to yourself. I'm open and receptive to these more refined energetic levels of who I am and their ability to reveal creativity and intelligence through me in ways that are greater than those that I have become familiar with. You get impulses, you get intuitive hits. Joel Goldsmith called them impartations. Whatever, they are messages, they are thoughts, they are inspirations that are delivered to you and you know that you yourself, as you have known yourself to be in physical nature, did not come up with these alone. And finally, gratitude for the experience, even if the experience is nothing. You can, through this simple willingness to align yourself, to open yourself to the fullness of your being, the spiritual dimensions of your identity, you can begin to witness in your life spirit, in fact, actually living your life. You know, my friends, times have been so confusing and so challenging, and we are accustomed to looking outside of ourselves for answers, for solutions, for prescriptions. But right now, have you noticed, they're all confused, they're all contradicting one another. Um, and I got to the place where I realized this just isn't being helpful to me. And in that moment, an impartation, if you will, an inspiration came to me to begin to recognize that all of this external confusion is an opportunity to, for me to realize what we discussed a few weeks ago. It was the first step in the Alcoholics Anonymous formula, which is I realize I do not have the ability, the self I know does not have the ability to manage this life. And right now it's very difficult to manage life if you're seeking to manage it only from a human perspective without the tremendous support and aid of the spiritual dimensions of who you are. So it's an easier opportunity now as we see that the physical nature is not really pulling through for us together. We can't trust this report or that survey or that poll. We don't know what to trust outside of us. So the call then becomes stronger to trust that which is within us, to go to our spiritual nature for support, for answers, and for decisions. Gabby Bernstein says in the pages of her book, the universe will do for you what you cannot do for yourself. That's the beauty of the spiritual plan. When you surrender and allow the universe to do her thing, true healing is presented to you. In every moment, the universe is conspiring to bring you toward right-minded thinking and the energy of love. 
Months ago when we first stepped into this altered kind of state of new reality that we've been in for so long now, I was committed to um, monitoring the amount of time I spent in front of my television set listening to news reports. I thought it was important for me to remain connected and yet I did not want to fall into the allure of listening to every uh, report and, and and responding and reacting accordingly. So I, I rationed my TV time very carefully. And even then, with just five-minute check-ins through the day to find out what was going on and where it was going on, I noticed that a lot of the energy that I was experiencing, this isn't about what was being reported necessarily, it was what I was experiencing, uh, reflected a state of fearfulness, of panic, of worry. I remember those escalating numbers on the screen with the number of cases and the number of deaths, and, and it just began to pull me more out of balance then I felt comfortable being. I saw this as an opportunity to bring this balance back into focus and to begin to make appointments, begin to go to my location, because you see, I wanted to make sure that I was having the information that I needed in order to be aware of the world, but also having the experience that I needed to not be of the world, to not be in a reactive state all of the time. So I'd make my appointment, I'd go to my location. You see, I was checking in with the news for five-minute periods. But to what degree was I continuing, not only in the morning, which is pretty much ritualistic for me, but throughout the day, or whenever I would begin to feel my energy becoming more dense, heavy, fearful, woeful. That's my opportunity. That's the alarm clock going off to say, make yourself comfortable, Focus, and the way that I focus is kind of strange. We all have to find our own way to move into these meditation practices. I've always for years had a ringing in my ears, and I've really learned how to use that ringing successfully because since it's always with me, I can tune into that just like I can tune into it right now and hear that ringing. And I can put my focus on that ringing to the point where all other sounds are nullified. You can do the same thing with sound, you can do it with a candle flame, but it's whatever works for you to get into a space of being focused. Let the thoughts come and go, and sometimes if it was just following a nasty news report, those thoughts were pretty dire indeed. Invite the presence of my spiritual nature into my awareness, be open to guidance, and then receive those messages that would energetically lift me up to the point where my energy was more buoyant. It's all a matter of balance. It's all a matter of realizing we don't come into this experience as broken individuals, as lacking anything. We're whole beings. Now, in the event that you're like uh, one friend of mine in particular who has never found meditation to be successful, in fact, I think it drives them nuts even to consider or contemplate entering a meditative practice, there are many other ways that you can align, that you can raise your energy. You can appreciate things. Just walk around your house or take a walk in the park and appreciate things. You can think of loving memories and loving individuals and relationships. You can relax wherever you are, take a breath, become more mindful of your breathing. Light a candle. Listen to music. Observe yourself non-judgmentally. That's a really good one. Think about happy things. It's as simple as that. And soothe yourself as much as possible. The objective is to take responsibility for keeping your vibration and energy high and aligned. In the book of Proverbs, we read some very wise words 
And though you've probably heard this particular scripture before, I invite you to really take it in. This is Proverbs 3rd chapter, 5th verse. Trust in the Lord. And in the case of uh, what we're studying right now with Gabby Bernstein's book, you can say, trust in the universe. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the universe. It always has your back, my friends. You are the only individual that can ensure your energetic balance is aligned with this spiritual dimension of who you are so that you are walking through life not as a crippled or challenged or troubled individual seeking desperately to grasp for answers and solutions. You can open yourself up to the highest dimension of the human experience that is possible that transcends all physicality and moves you as a powerful agent for spirit out into this world that I believe my friends is the reason for the challenges that we have been facing to help us realize we cannot look solely to what is happening outside of us for what is outside of us is not working but that which is inside of us that which always has our back is ready willing and waiting for us just as soon as we will align our energies our attention and our focus with it just a few minutes a day in your life, balancing your energies, becoming aware of the contribution that you are making, can in no small way change the world. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.